Welcome to The Syndicate from the Business of Hockey and the Goal with your hosts, Richard York and Las Kowalski. Sit down, have a cigar and scotch, listen to some good music, and we'll talk hockey and business. Let's start this episode. Welcome to part two, the continuation of last week's Syndicate episode. Enjoy. Can I, uh, can I read you something here? This is the fa- 15 fastest growing jobs according to LinkedIn. And this is a Forbes report posted December 11th, 2019. And it gives you a top list of the 15 sought after jobs in the new year. Number one on that list is artificial intelligence specialist. Number two, robotics engineer, data scientist, full stack engineer, site reliability engineer, custom success specialist, sales development representative, data engineer, behavioral health technician, cybersecurity specialist, backend developer, chief revenue officer, cloud engineer, JavaScript developer, and product owner. Now, when you're talking about the business of hockey, there's probably about 10 of those that are relevant to a hockey operations staff. Not necessarily the management of the hockey team, but when you're dealing with the franchise from the business owner perspective, and when you're dealing with the data scientist and artificial intelligence specialist and stuff, that means you can see where the world is going. And it's real world applications when you deal with big business. It's because they have the revenue to afford this kind of thing. Before we go any farther, I think we need to discuss uh, Kyle Dubas's background. Now, first off, Kyle Dubas was none of those things on that list. So what makes him so so determined, so pushed and such a polarizing character in hockey? Let's talk about his past a little bit and where he came from, because him and John Chaka come from very different backgrounds, but both are categorized the same as cutting edge forward thinkers in the NHL, that they're, they're part of a new breed that are being labeled, but they're both very different. So Kyle Dubas comes from Sault Ste. Marie. They have a junior club in the OHL. His family has strong, deep ties into that OHL franchise. He was a stick boy when he was 11. He grew up around it. His grandfather was a coach for the team. His sister's part of it still now. And some, uh, I think it has to do with equipment managing. Family ties to that franchise are very deep. So he's got passion. That's his hockey passion. He played until he was an early teenager, but he had to stop because of concussion problems, right? He couldn't keep pursuing it because he he couldn't handle it uh, physically. Because his passion was hockey, he wanted to pursue it. Why not? You don't have to play on the ice to pursue it. So he found new creative ways of pushing into hockey business. This is a theory of mine that if you look back at his history and stuff, he was always the youngest scout. He was the youngest general manager. He was the youngest player agent. Everything that he had done, he was always classified as the youngest, that he still hadn't cut his teeth yet, that for whatever reason, he broke into business markets and was accused and beat down and regulated, and especially from his uh, superiors. And he talks about that once you've shown that your processes are successful, those people who were nice to you are suddenly very mean. They were with him in every level that he has done. He did player agent, but he was basically run out from the experienced player agents because of his age and his experience. So when you deal a guy that has to that is fighting a certain bias his whole life just based on his age, you know, you can really see why he believes in uh, unbiased nature not dirtying the data. Because if you look at his results, he's been successful everywhere that he has gone, whether it's a short window or a long window. His deep root passion is hockey. It always has been. And you can see that in his history. 
he had a nine hour interview with Brendan Shanahan before he took the assistant general manager job. Nine hours. What can you talk about for nine hours? And it was certainly Brendan Shanahan doing a personality breakdown and discovered that this guy is very forward thinking. He's got new age ideology and he is going to push the Maple Leafs past and beyond the old school thinking. He wanted something new, something cutting edge, something that the franchise could evolve past the rest of the NHL to kind of spearhead it. And he found this guy in Kyle Dubas. And somehow in, in nine hours, Kyle Dubas impressed Brandon Shanahan enough to give him an assistant general manager position. And it's in this assistant general manager position that you see all these presentations that he's done in front of college students and media about why. What is his view on data? And what is dirty data? What does it mean to be unbiased? And he pretty much had to sales pitch himself into the general manager position that he is in now. And you can see how that's always progressed him forward. It's pushed him forward. That's his passion. That's his career. That's what he chose to do. And I think that's something a lot of uh, young people and young hockey players can learn from too, is that just because you can't play hockey anymore, whether you were cut or you weren't drafted or you got injured and you couldn't further your career, hockey is a big business. And the more we dig into this, the more we discover that, whether it's through data analysis which transcends any league or any business because it's data. Data is data. Numbers are numbers. But there's also a staggering amount of business behind the on-ice product that these players can get involved in. And you look at players like Kyle Dubas and John Chayka himself too was playing hockey when he was younger, but he had back problems and he had to stop. So he pursued other areas in hockey and he's he himself has become successful. It's my opinion that people are threatened by Dubas. Well, that's the age thing again, is that he's, he's bringing in something new. And look at this young guy. He doesn't know. It's always been a belief of mine. As somebody gets older, a lot of the knowledge and wisdom that is attained through age experience and experience is not passed on very readily to youth. It's my belief when you look at different generations, each generation is taking the best and most efficient things that have been created by the past generation. And where the fear comes in is when you have the older generation having the newer generation taking something that they know, learning key efficient parts of that, and then building on it. And that is what Kyle Dubas represents. He represents not just progressiveness. Listen, what Toronto has done, it's game-changing because what it has done, it's put other people in other organizations, franchises on notice. Yeah. What Dubis is doing is proving that he was given a chance and that the model is working. He's going down a path and has been given the latitude to do something. It cannot be easily replicated. One of the things that I read from the NFL, they're using this digital athlete platform to potentially move that into other sports leagues. If you look at what Dubis is doing and you look at what Toronto's doing, if they get this platform right for the franchise, this becomes a potential new revenue stream where they have the ability to license this platform to whoever other franchise. Because there's other franchises that are not going to find another Kyle Dubas very readily. They're not going to be able to do initiatives like this very easily. I think that they have a much long-term play 
of what they're actually doing. You don't put this much effort into developing this just from a competitive standpoint. No, There is something more behind the scenes that's going on. And I think that's one direction. Or it's come up in conversation. If I was in upper management and I'm looking at this and realizing there's 31 other teams, or I guess 30 other teams out there can't get their shit together with this, makes a lot of sense. Let's create a platform. Let's flush the platform out. Let's provide proof that this works and then license the thing out to whatever franchise in the league because it's still a business and that would be potentially big business. So now the big business you're talking about is the digital athlete platform. I call it a digital scout platform, but it's the analytics platform that I think that Toronto is making internally to not only for their own personal benefit to allow them to become more competitive within the league, but I think they've got a much longer perspective on this. I don't think that this is just for analytics. I think there's a much bigger play it here. And I think that if they get the formula right, because nothing exists Who knows better the league than a franchise within the league? Yeah. They're going to know all of this. And as we've talked about and you've said before, data is data. Yeah. It doesn't matter. A data scientist for a business is the same data scientist that you're going to use within the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the same guy. Yeah. When you get up off the ice, it's a business. And speaking of the, the digital athlete platform and everything. The referencing that we use between the leagues is very easy when you start talking about raw data. And we know of this guy named Richard Dry, who works for the Madison Square Garden Complex and any of the sports teams that run in there. So you have the Knicks and you have the Rangers, you have basketball and you have hockey. How can you be running the analytics department for two different franchises in two different leagues that are completely different? Hockey is on ice, basketball is on a court. One's a ball, one's a puck, one's padding, one's gym shorts. When you break everything down into numbers and data, it is all the same when it comes to processing it. And it's fascinating that you can you can see the crossovers everywhere. And when you're talking about big business or small business, it works the same. Data is data. Obviously, the bigger sports franchises have a lot more revenue and money that they can throw into this new technology and everything. That's why NFL is kind of spearheading the way baseball is too. There's lots of analytical data used in baseball. It's fascinating how we can compare that to what's going to happen in hockey because there's a lot of that processing software that can translate to doing hockey. I know of a firm in Montreal that uses sports data processing with an AI software but they don't limit themselves to one sport. You can do hockey, you can do baseball, you can do whatever. Processing AI software that they have created processes data. doesn't matter where the data comes from. If you bring a data, it's going to process it. It's as analytics and analytical usage in the NHL increase, you can see it already being used in other leagues. That's why we're using so many comparables is because the revenue in the NHL doesn't quite match those of the NFL or the baseball league. And so you can see greater examples in other sporting franchises. And oftentimes, even Kyle Dubas himself has referenced other leagues and how they are using sports analytics to further along the tools and management styles and coaching styles of their respective leagues. So why can't hockey? And that's and that's why he was hired. You know, in nine hours, he convinced Brendan Shanahan that that is the direction the league is going. Whether we like it or not, we saw evidence in other leagues. 
NHL has to follow suit. The bigger it wants to get, the more it has to adopt this new technology, this new processing methods and stuff like that. And John Chayka down in Arizona comes from a very different background as far as how he got into the NHL. He himself is a businessman. He loved hockey. He played and then he had back problems at 14, I believe. And he stopped playing hockey and had to pursue other things. So he went to Ivy Business School and he got himself a business degree. And him and his wife own a... I think it was 12, 12 Wendy's restaurants. And that is outside of the circle of hockey. He was hired as the general manager for the Arizona Coyotes at 26 years old. Can you imagine being a 26 year old running an NHL franchise or managing an NHL franchise? Why? And we look back at his history and you see that he was a very successful businessman and he co-founded a company called Stathletes that's still running today which the basis of Stathletes is is that they use video reviewing process to create data, which feeds into analytical processes. So they're using video footage, not just for breaking habits or habit making that coaches use it, but they actually break down video footage and process it into data that they use for this has been part two of The Syndicate from the Business of Hockey and the Goal. Next week, we'll be introducing a new format called The Syndicate Lounge. And part three of this series, which will go even further into Kyle Dubis, John Chaka, the digital athlete, analytics, and more unique insights. Next week, we'll also be posting the second episode of Power Insights. Here's some more information on the new Syndicate Lounge. The Syndicate Lounge is going to be a bit more personal and a bit more sophisticated, you could say. There's a lot of research that goes into these episodes that we do. You'll see more of the process on how to get there. But as we do our research and we do our digging and our studying, and we're giving you our perspective on where this is going and how it's going, it's based off of research that we are doing. It's time that we're putting in. You'll get to see more of the process of that. We also get to reap the rewards of that time and of that research with more content and certainly we would like to start answering questions if people had questions about opinions or where things may or may not go you know this is going to be a journey for us too and we want to take as many of you along with us as we go if you enjoyed this last episode of the syndicate one of the unique elements to this episode format is having us also promote independent musicians so put your feet up and enjoy the next tune the credit for this song can be found within the summary section at the bottom of this podcast episode. Enjoy.